I'm Heather Roberts here with Roseanne Freitas from the Better Business Bureau. And Roseanne, we are going to talk about young people involved in scams. And that's an age group that we usually think is being pretty savvy against getting taken. Exactly. And I think that's what surprises everybody. We're so focused on protecting our elderly adults that we stop and forget, first of all, scams target every single age group. And we think because the young people are so tech savvy that they'll figure this out. But the challenge comes from the fact that they trust technology. They're used to sharing all sorts of information with everyone. And now it has really put them at risk. And we saw that this year, which kind of surprised us when we first looked at the numbers and we saw that the median dollar loss, the highest group was actually the 18 to 24 year old group, which in years past has always been that 65 plus. So just to back up a little bit. So we are talking about young adults, ages 18 to 24. Those are kids <laughs> in my world. <laughs> they, I consider them kids. Uh, I have kids this age. They are maybe still in high school. They're in college. They're just getting out into the workforce. And based on this new report, they are a little less susceptible to falling for a scam. So they're, they are a little bit better maybe at seeing whether something is a scam, but when they get taken, they get taken for more than some of these other age groups, which I was, I am also very surprised to see. Yeah, it is. And when we looked at that susceptibility, the 18, 24 year old group was this, as far as the way we break down the demographics, they were second to the least likely to be susceptible to it, which actually the least likely group is the least susceptible group is that 65 plus, which is another surprising stat. But let's look at it from an 18, 24 year old group. While that susceptibility is low, we know that median dollar loss is high, but probably the biggest thing here, Heather, is when we look at the reports that we receive and the number of reports, we don't get as many from the 18 to 24 year old demographic as we do from the older demographics. So that's even more alarming because we know they're not reporting it. And we've talked about this before. A lot of that can stem from embarrassment. They, you know, it is mortifying when you realize you've been taken by a scammer. Oh, it is. And across all age groups, we're seeing it. They're embarrassed. They didn't think it would happen to them. And maybe even also for some of them, it's a smaller dollar amount that they're losing maybe. And so they don't think about it. They think, oh, I ordered something. It didn't come in. No big deal. Or even worse, they ordered something and they totally forgot about it. So there's so much going on from the embarrassment. Also from just they so may, much so online you're saying shopping. They may not even know. They may not even realize they are a victim of a scam. Exactly. I think a lot of people don't. Sometimes we order online and, you know, it looks really a certain way online. We order the product, we get it. If we get it, it's an inferior product. It's not what they said. So we have those as well. And people don't realize that's also is fraud. And sometimes people just forget what they order. So let's talk about the types of scams that these younger adults are falling for, because the more common ones for this age group, understandably a little bit different than what we see for the older demographic, where I think of, you know, those romance scams, the investment scams that we talk about a lot, but younger people are obviously targeted for different types of fraud. Exactly. So they obviously cater it to that group. The number one is not really going to come as a surprise. It's employment. They're at that age. They're either getting out of high school or college, and they're looking for that job, that career. Well, they've never really done this before, so they don't necessarily know how to navigate those waters. And we know 
that the scammers live on so many of these different websites offering these jobs and it looks so legitimate. They go to the website, it looks like a legitimate website. They go through that process. And the thing is, it's not like companies don't do this online. They do. That's how jobs are being done. You're doing your interviews online. Most of it is not in person. So they're using the same procedures and processes that a legitimate company would use. And of course, it sounds really good. We all want to get a job that pays really well, right? Maybe pays more than our skill set indicates. And so that is also attractive to anyone, but especially to the younger people, when they don't necessarily know what normally they would get paid. So they are taken advantage of because they're navigating a process they just don't know as much about. The next one on the list, we already talked about online purchasing. That's really not a surprise, but cryptocurrency. And I think this one, number three, you have is cryptocurrency. And I feel like that's one that the younger demographic maybe does take for granted. They they want to be a little more tech savvy. They think of themselves as using that as an investment tool and it ends up not being what they think it is. Exactly, because I think if we stop and we look at each age group and if we look back when we were that age, you always want to do something different than your parents. And there's always new products coming along and that's where cryptocurrency came in. It was a really quick way to make money because you heard all the stories about how people invested small amounts and then this turnaround of really high returns. So that's very attractive. Also, it's digital. And that's a world that the younger adults like to live in. So they could relate to that. But the bigger thing is probably also it's not it's not government regulated. And they're still at that age where they're navigating through that system and probably a little disenchanted sometimes with what they see politically. So this may be a different way to get around that. Now, that's just my opinion on it. But um, just to let you know, I do think that some of it, when we look at the age group, that they are doing different things. And that really puts that cryptocurrency um, in light. And the reality is most of us, and I think 18, 24 year olds as well, don't totally understand how cryptocurrency works. You've also got rental scams and investment scams. Those, again, things that really all age groups end up falling for. But you and I have talked about number six several times in relation to young people. And I just find it so interesting. It's fake checks and money orders. And kids, these the younger generation, they don't write checks. They don't even really know what they what you do with them, what they really should look like. Is that what's happening here? Yes. If you ask a young adult, do you have a checkbook? It'd be interesting to hear all their answers because most of them use your cash apps that we have on the phone. And okay, there's so to many- be fair, I have a checkbook and I write like one check a month. I mean, that's not necessarily a criticism of the younger generation. Lots no, of us aren't writing checks anymore. One of my accounts, I have no checks either. So I can't, you're right, we, we need to. But they didn't grow up writing checks. So that's not in their wheelhouse because another option came along that's quicker and faster. So they didn't understand how the check writing process goes. And so- Those of us who are a little older do understand that it's you get a check, you deposit it in your account. And by law, they actually have to give you access to some of that money. And so you think, oh, okay, my money is in my account. You go ahead and do whatever the person asks. But it still has to go through that banking process. And still that can take 10 to 14 days. And then what happens, it gets to that end, the check bounces. And of course, that falls back on the bank holder who deposited the check. And that's just not something that younger group has really grown up with. And that's why they get hit by this one because they assume as soon as it goes in their account, it's legitimate. Well, yeah, when I get a Venmo, that money is in my account as soon as it comes through, but a check is just so different. 
So let's talk about what we as the older generation, my generation, the parents, the grandparents, what can we do then to help our young adults as they're heading out of the world? What do they need to know then to protect themselves from these? The key here on any type of fraud, whether it's the younger group or the older group, is really education. Because unfortunately, most of these criminals are not here in the United States. They are in foreign countries. We can't always stop it. As soon as we stop one, 20 more open. So the key here is really going to be education. And as a parent, that's really an opportunity maybe to also educate themselves on the fraud that's impacting these groups. From And even though this one didn't make the list, if they're going into college, we see it also on the scholarship applications that all sorts of different ways people can target. So sitting down and having those conversations, okay, one place you can look it up, bbb.org, you can see what's happening. We have a lot of information on what fraud is happening and how to protect it and how to recognize it. But we're not alone. There are a lot of wonderful organizations out there who are also helping prevent fraud, especially at the federal level. So it's really gonna come down to parents sitting down and having that conversation. I think one of the, as a parent of a college student, one of the toughest things is just overcoming that, that misguided, I'm not going to fall for it. Mom, don't worry. It won't happen to me because it happens to everybody. And just understanding that you shouldn't be embarrassed. It happens to everybody, but now let's learn from it and, and fix it. So I think that's great. And maybe our sharing our own personal examples. Hey, you know, I'm relatively intelligent person here. And guess what? This has happened to me. And I can tell you from my perspective, most definitely it has happened to me. Um, I don't really know too many people that it hasn't happened to other than those who probably didn't recognize it. But what we do know, and you kind of hit it there, is those who think they're immune to this, that it will never happen, they are actually more susceptible to it happening because that means they're not staying on top of what's happening out there. They're not staying as educated. They're not being as cautious. And so that's really important for just don't get all of complacent. Us. Yeah, yeah, don't get complacent. But the big one here is be careful what information we share. And that probably is another one to go back to what the parents can talk about. We aren't required to share all of our personal information with the world. So uh, <laughs> are you I know. sure? Because that's a generation that maybe does that. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne Freitas with the Better Business Bureau. We are out of time. As always, a wealth of information and uh, just a good chance to sit down with our young adults and, and help them see what how they can protect themselves. Thank you so much. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.